This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. I'm your host, Walter Rigabon. As usual with me in studio this morning, my co-host, Naz Marchese. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. How are you today? I'm doing great. I just want to let our listeners know, joining us in studio this morning is... I will call you the world's greatest internet teacher, golf teacher, of course, uh, Sean Clements uh, back joining us. We're going to have a great session with Sean at the bottom end of the hour. Good morning, Sean. How are you? Morning, guys. Awesome. It's great to have you. Certainly uh, looking forward to uh, there was a little bit of sunshine yesterday. Got me thinking about golf, got me uh, polishing my golf clubs down in my basement, and I'm certainly excited about getting the golf season Going So we're thrilled to have you with us this morning, Sean, and we'll be thrilled to talk some golf in the bottom end of the hour. And it's going to be uh, for I know that you're, uh, uh, you're a big social media guy. We can find you everywhere on the Internet, in your, on your website, Wisdom and Golf, on your Facebook page, on your YouTube, Sean Clement, on your Instagram account. And for your listeners, I know you've advertised it to all your people. You're gonna. This show's gonna be live on Facebook, starting at the bottom end of the hour. So if uh, if you're a big Sean Clement fan, uh, starting at around nine thirty, yeah, check out Wisdom in Golf on Facebook, and uh, this show will be live. We're certainly looking forward to it. It's a first for the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. <laughs> so looking forward to that. But uh, we've got some other big uh, big events, and the big event today is, of course, the cultural. Uh, event in the sporting world, or certainly in the American sporting world, which is, of course, Super Bowl Sunday. As, uh, and we're going to be talking to Eddie Andelman, the godfather of sports radio from Boston, and uh, certainly want to talk about the Super Bowl. But before we get to Super Bowl, Naz, the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> it was 4-1 to one last night. And the I dreaded, said, I don't the, li- the, the dreaded 4-1 four four to one one score. Oh, I didn't man. like that. I didn't like that number. And... Uh, but uh, what a resilient, uh, what a resilient performance from from the Toronto. Certainly, uh, they had every reason to fold last night. Four to one lead became four four. They went up five four. Bruins tied it. I thought they were good. the Leafs of old would have folded. This team didn't fold. And what an exciting game! It was fun to watch. It really was. Yeah, it was. Uh, the, the Leafs played really well, and they, and they deserved to win that game. They really did. Uh, Boston's in deep trouble. They may not make the playoffs for the third year in a row. I, I think the Leafs are going to beat them out. Well, they're, what are we, one point back with five games in hand or, or whatever, whatever the raw numbers are? In hand, yeah. yeah, it was an up-and-down week for the Leafs uh, this week. People got a little bit nervous. Uh, you know, a couple of, uh, I, I guess, to be fair, uh, you might want to call them subpar performances. Yeah. Uh, uh, from from the from the Leafs and uh, and from the goaltending, um, 
I, I think people got, did get a little bit nervous, uh, but it's a long season. Uh, you're going to have dips and valleys and whatever, and that certainly that's what happened. Uh, uh, three, I, uh, you know, three losses in a row. Um, Happens to all the teams, three losses in a row in this day and age of the NHL. So I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't worried. The Leafs have the offensive talent to get them through. They, they very rarely go into scoring drugs. And they scored six last night. You know, they're a very good team. Very good. And people that want to trade Nylander, please give me a break. <laughs> that kid possesses the puck for like 60% of the time out there when he's on the ice. He is an incredible talent. You don't get rid of young players like that. No, you got to be, you know, um, you know, we got that trade deadline coming up, and we've had that discussion on the show, and it's it's only going to heat up between now and the end of February. And uh, you know, the, the the names that keep, you know, let's get serious here. You know, uh, there's some pretty bright people running the Toronto Maple Leafs now, and uh, you know, uh, you know, Lamorello and Hunter and Dubas and. And uh, Shanahan, and uh, they're not going to trade Nylander. Are you are you crazy? A talent at that level, just just starting to come into uh, they, they, no that they're they're way too bright for that. Let, yeah, but the names that have come up, and we talked about it with with uh, with Franceschetti last Sunday was uh, was uh, JVR Van Riemsdyk, uh, Komarov, another possibility. And I just think, why would you trade these guys? Like you know, Van Riemsdyk. You know, if you think you can't sign him at some point, but uh, he is, he, I, I almost call him a world-class talent. Uh, he's, he's ultra-talented. He's young. He's in the prime of his career. Komarov's one of the few players you have that's got any sandpaper or grit on the team. He brings it almost every night. Uh, seems like he's a good team player. Seems like he's a good leader. I don't see any scenario whatsoever that you'd want to. If you're in the thick of a playoff run, you're going to trade one of these guys to pick up a draft choice. I, I no, I, I can't see it happening. Now. Well, you take the take a look at the uh, Leaf team and how Mike Babcock run De, ran Detroit. Detroit, they very rarely made changes. What they did was they they fine tuned it at free agency. That's how they added their defense or whatever. But they never got rid of their core players. And the Leafs are going to do the same thing. They're not going to get rid of their core players, and that's what they have to do. So if their Norris-type defenseman is not there, they may sign him as a free agent or trade for him. But they will not delete their core, that's for sure. And that's how the Leafs oh, are. You'd be, with this core, you'd be crazy. You've yeah. got, you've got the, I mean, this Leaf team, these, these rookies are setting all kinds of records uh, um, in terms of, I think it's the first. Correct me if I'm wrong, Naz. I may have either read this incorrectly or I may have correct. It's the first time in league history where you've had three rookies from one team be rookie of the month. Yeah, so you have Nylander, the, Marner, the first time, yeah. right? And now you got you got three of them. They're all in the hunt for the highest scoring rookie of the year. Right now, it's it's Marner, and then the kid from Winnipeg is is. Two and Matthew's got three points last night, I believe. I think he's up to forty-two points now, and Nylander's not far behind. Um, I mean, wow! Uh, when was the last time you saw three rookies dominate a team yeah. like like these three kids? It looks like the Frankie Corrado era <laughs> at the least is over. You Wally. beat me to the punch, Naz. That was yeah. my next line. I got it written down on my notes here. God bless you. Yeah, Frankie Corrado uh, couldn't find him. Couldn't. There are a lot of people rooting for him. I mean, he's a local kid. 
there certainly were a lot of kid, a lot of people rooting for him to be successful in in, in Toronto, and uh, you know, grew up in the Toronto, uh, uh, you know, in the G in, in the GTHL and Toronto minor hockey league circles, and uh, had a lot of rooting fans, but uh, just couldn't find his place what, in, you, in the Babcock regime. Wally, what did you think of that KO by? Uh on Matt Martin last night, he got walloped. In he that got fight. walloped, but uh, he did what uh, he he did what he was supposed to do. He stood up for a teammate and uh, threw his weight around a little bit. Took on a tough guy, but you know that's uh, you know Babcock was appreciative of uh, in his post game remarks, and uh, that's what uh, you need one of those guys on your team. So yeah, he took it for the team. He that's took for it sure. for the team, <laughs> absolutely. Anyways, we've got a really hectic show today. Uh, so we're going to go to break, and uh, uh, j- just before we go to break, just want to announce once again, we've got Sean Clement in the house. We're talking golf in the bottom end of the hour, and we'll be ba- right back after the break. We're going to talk some Super Bowl. We're going to talk some Boston Celtics, Red Sox, all things Boston, with the godfather of sports radio, Eddie Andelman. We'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville announced that you can get a three-topping party pizza with 24 slices for just $24. It's perfect for large groups on a budget, like staff meetings, sports teams or special ops units. Go, 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 go. So before you break down any doors, get a three-topping party pizza with 24 square slices for just $24. Call Pizzaville on your cell phone at pound 3636. If you live and breathe basketball, Saturday's just got a whole lot better. Brand new to Yes TV, the Canadian Basketball League is a new home of great basketball action in Canada. Playing every Saturday on Yes TV. Good players, great basketball, international rules. Watch the full coverage live every Saturday at 8 p.m. on Yes TV. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zuma Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto on the new AM740. And if you're listening in downtown Toronto and the signal isn't the best, you can also tune us in on 967 FM. It's certainly a pleasure and a privilege to welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour our good friend from Boston, Massachusetts, the godfather of sports radio, the man who invented the whole sports talk genre and uh, the greatest sports talk radio show host 
of all time, in my estimation, the great Eddie Andelman. Good morning, Eddie. How are you? Holy mackerel. How much did that cost me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling straight facts. We just tell the facts on this show, Eddie. You are, you are the greatest of all time, and uh, I just want to remind our listeners that we are talking to a living legend. How are you, Eddie? Well, I'll tell you, uh, I'm a bachelor these days. My wife had a fabulous duty. She had a knee replacement job. Uh, and so uh, ordinarily I'd be in Florida right now. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, I'm uh, here uh, hoping to get away sometime in March. Well, hopefully if you get away sometime in March and uh, you're down in, in West Palm, maybe we can hook up. But I want to uh, I want to rub it in a little bit this morning, Eddie. I don't I know you're in Boston, and there was a big hockey game last night at the TD uh, the TD Center down there, and uh, the blue and white uh, took the victory, and uh, we we beat the hated Bruins. And I know that you tweeted way back in the. In the spring last year, that you predicted the Toronto Maple Leafs were going to make the Stanley Cup Finals, and uh, Eddie, I, I think your prediction might be looking pretty good. Uh, watch the game at all last night? Uh, no. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what's your I mean, uh, what? uh, on educational television? Was the fourteen-part series, uh, the history of the quill? <laughs> I found much more exciting. Oh, uh, you're still standing firm with your Toronto Maple Leaf prediction, Eddie? Yes, you know. Um, I never thought I'd live long enough to see the Red Sox win it all, never mind three times. And I never thought I'd live long enough to see the Cubs win it all. Uh, so I think this is the year for Toronto. The fans have been great. They really deserve uh, And, of course, what's going to happen is they're going to get to the finals and then lose in overtime. Oh, my God, everyone will be crazy up there. Anyways, Eddie, uh, today's, uh, today's the, we call it the great American sporting cultural event of the year, although I know that you tweet that it's really number two and WrestleMania is number one. Of, of course. Okay, so, but Super Bowl Sunday is is an incredible event, and, of course, the New England Patriots are in the, uh, are in the, uh, uh, in the Super Bowl again. Uh, Tom Brady, is he the greatest football player of all time? I wouldn't say the greatest football player. I'd say he's the greatest quarterback of all time. The two most valuable athletes in the history of sports, uh, guess who they are? One is Tom Brady, and the other is Bill Russell, who won 11 championships in 13 years. Uh, neither team, the Celtics, have done very much without uh, Russell. And, of course, uh, the Patriots would do nothing without Brady. So they are the two most valuable in the history of sports. That's my opinion. Eddie, the, uh, the Patriots are three-point favorites, and uh, I was reading your tweets, and you're surprised that it's that low. Why is it that low? Well, I think that's the big question. I'm not going to bet the game. Uh, I'm just going to enjoy it. But, uh, the, you know, people in Las Vegas aren't stupid, and they originally set the line at three. And that means they were attracting Patriot money. They, they've been uh, beaten by the Patriots all year. They've lost serious money with the Patriots. <laughs> and I think they're trying to recoup it because from the betting line alone, I'd say it would be Atlanta. Uh, and that's what frightens me. Otherwise, I'd lay it in there. I'll tell you that right now because they're a hell of a team, a hell of a quarterback, and a hell of a coach. And we're talking to Eddie Andelman. Eddie, of course, the uh, the, the Godfather of sports radio. And uh, 
Eddie, you would have thought that, uh, as you described, that the whales were going to move in on the weekend and change the spread. Has that happened? Uh, it will happen today. I, I really believe the line will go up. I'd be surprised if it doesn't. Um, but, you know, as far as I'm concerned, uh, this is really a whole hum affair uh, because uh, Patriots have been there so often. You know, uh, they're not the Toronto Maple Leafs. I mean, they're there year <laughs> in and year out. And so you've, you've become accustomed to all this. But, you know, there's not a parcel of food left in the supermarkets. Everybody's having a party, even if they don't know a thing about football or care. It's just a, a really fun day for everybody in New England. You know, we got this terrible winter. Oh, not as bad as it usually is, but, uh, you know, it's dark early. Everybody uh, is, is in a bad mood. And suddenly uh, there's a star, a bright star that everybody is looking forward to at 6 o'clock tonight. Wally mentioned uh, Brady as being one of the, uh, if he's the best player ever in football. Is Bill Belichick the best coach ever, Eddie? I don't think so. Uh, I I think when he was with Cleveland, he was even close to 500. So I think that it really does, most of it falls upon Brady. Uh, and the uh, he, he's a very good coach, don't misunderstand me. But I don't think he's like uh, Red Auerbach or uh, any of the really Vince Lombardi or any of the great coaches. I think he's a very good coach. I think he's a bit of a nut job myself. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and he's rude to people, particularly in the press. Uh, I don't care what he I, I, There's no reason for me ever to talk to him anyway. So I don't really care. But I see the way he treats people. You know, when Bill Parcells was coaching... And he got nasty with someone from the media. The kind of guy Bill was, he'd wait a couple of days, then he'd call up and say, hey, your feelings still hurt, and I got something good for you. And he'd give him a tip. You know, a Belichick doesn't do anything like that. He's just like a nasty guy. Uh, we're talking to uh, Eddie Andelman. Eddie, uh, I do, uh, do want to, uh, it is Super Bowl Sunday, which brings back a lot, uh, a lot of great memories of, of some great football games. Uh, of course, the this, I think this is Super Bowl. I can't even keep track of the numbers. I think it's fifty-one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, oh, no, I, I think it's L L L I or something. Is that fifty-one? Uh, fifty-one. Yeah, I, I think I learned Roman numerals in grade three, but that yeah. escapes me. <laughs> um, well, but I it's fifty. Make sure that all the scholars understand. What it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's always uh, always a uh, always a pleasure talking to the irreverent Eddie Anderman. But Eddie, uh, it's it's fifty. It's Super Bowl fifty-one. In fact, the the first two weren't even called Super Bowls. They were AFS, AFL, NFL championships. They didn't, even, they didn't even sell out. They didn't even know. The first one was in the L.A. Coliseum. It was the Packers and the, and the Chiefs, and I think it was half half sold out in L.A. But going back through the years, Eddie, which which Super Bowl, and you've seen every single one, uh, which one sticks out for you? Uh, Super Bowl three, with uh, uh, Joe Namath uh, bragging that he would win. And I was down in Miami. As a matter of fact, you know who was sitting right in front of me? Uh, Bob Hope and one of the Cardinals. I don't know. Not the baseball Cardinals. <laughs> you know, one of the real Cardinals. One of the real Cardinals, yeah. Yeah. From and, Rome. Yeah. And it was sitting right in front of me, as a matter of fact. But I just think that when you got 19 points and you're in Miami and you laid it in there, which I did, um, 
uh, to me, it was the most thrilling Super Bowl ever. Uh, and, of course, it, it really made the National Football League. That merger uh, became so huge. And I think in the not-too-distant future, I would not be surprised. Uh, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but a Canadian team or teams will end up in the National Football League because they wouldn't be going to London and Mexico. I mean, why would they even consider having a team uh, in those places when they could have one in Toronto, which has proven itself to be a great sports city, considering how they still back their team without getting angry. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. I like to look at the box scores all the time, uh, basketball and hockey, and it, it's really amazing to me that the Leafs keep selling out. I mean, there's no reason really for them to get better. Eddie, what do you think of today's game, and how's it going to go? Well, I would say it would be a last possession game. Uh, both offenses are really great. And uh, there's big playmakers. If, and I put a big underlined if, if the uh, New England Patriots can stop Julio Jones, I don't think people realize how good he is. He, he is a one-man wrecking crew. In my opinion, there's only been three perfect tens in the National Football League. Uh, one was Jimmy Brown, um, and, of course, one... Uh, was sweetness, Walter Payton. But I'd have to say that uh, the perfect 10 would be Jerry Rice. And this kid is the closest to Jerry Rice has ever been. You know, I, I, I knew Jerry Rice fairly well because after the Super Bowl, I used to always do a trip to Las Vegas, and he'd always be my color man. He was a terrific kid. And um, at, he'd take one week off, seven days off, then he would go into full training mode and watch his diet. And uh, He was the perfect downfield blocker. He was the perfect uh, open field runner. He was, he, he, what a tremendous athlete. And Julio Jones is just a bigger version of him. So if the Patriots double and triple team him, then there's going to be somebody open. Um, I'd really be surprised if this is any kind of a slaughter. I think it'll be a really close game. And... Uh, Seeing both quarterbacks, I saw um, Atlanta quarterback play for Boston College for three years. He's really a good, good player. Well, we've been talking. Uh, oh, sorry, Eddie. Sorry for interrupting. My, my apologies. Uh, listen, we've got to let you go. Uh, before okay. we do, uh, we certainly want to thank you. We didn't get a chance to talk about the uh, Red Sox and how they're shaping up. We didn't get a Best chance. Pitching in history. That's I you know you tweeted that you know we'll give you a minute on that one how how is it the best pitching in in Red Sox history because they have three potential twenty game winners even in today's baseball plus they're rid of David Ortiz who drags them down uh, you know today uh, you've got to have athletes that are quick and now they have those athletes and they won't be hitting into double plays every other game uh, this whole David Ortiz thing is like the nineteen fifty Red Sox. All slow. <laughs> yeah, I guess now it's, it's the, the 2017 <laughs> Blue Jays that's all slow. Anyways, Eddie, so we're certainly we want to get you back to talk about the Red Sox. We want to get you back to talk about the Raptors and Celtics. And uh, 
We want to get you back to talk about wrestling. John Cena got his 16th world title, and I know he's not one of your favorites. So you know what? So I would I would beat him in less than 30 seconds. <laughs> I'm sure you what would. A, what, a, what a phony! So why don't so why don't we make a date to get you back on WrestleMania Sunday? Well, we'll get, we'll get you back, and if I see you sooner in Florida, I'd love to I'd love to I'd love to catch up with you. Certainly, there we we've got uh, we only scratched the surface of what we want to talk to you about, Eddie. Listen, we wish you the best of health. We wish Judy, the fabulous Judy, uh, a full recovery. And uh, my friend, you are the greatest of all time. Eddie. Did I mention that she had a Staz knee operation? <laughs> you did, you did. Eddie, uh, who would win, Cena or San Martino? Uh, well, you've you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you, you got to be kidding. Have you ever met Bruno San Martino? No, we haven't. No. He's like four foot seven. 280 pounds of dumbness. <laughs> the Edelman oh. got, got your hope would get them, uh, both of them the same night. <laughs> Anyways, Eddie, uh, keep your phone on. WrestleMania Sunday. I hope it's a date back on the Nazawali Sports Hour. Anytime, fellas. Listen, thanks so much. Eddie Andelman, uh, the godfather of sports radio, and for our listeners that uh, uh, Naz and I used to listen to Eddie when we were kids back in the early 70s, and he really did start the whole sports talk radio format in Boston and uh, was the great uh, ratings were through the roof and uh, started the whole genre. Anyways, we've got to move on with the show. We're going to go to the break, and right back after the break, we'll be back with Sean Clement. But before we go to the break, get, uh, get your little fingers next to your phones. We're giving out our Pizzaville free gift cards um and just so everyone is aware today is super bowl sunday if you go to pizzaville and you order 24 dollars or more you get 10 free boneless chicken poppers 24 dollar or more order visit pizzaville.ca or pound three sex three sex no, 3636. Their commercial confuses me. Pound 3636 from your cell phone. Pizzaville's got a great, great uh, uh, those promotion chick- those, today. Those chicken poppers are great, by They're the way. They're great. You get yeah. 10 of them free if you order $24 or more today on Super Bowl Sunday. These are the numbers. If you want a $25 Pizzaville gift card, if you want a $25 Pizzaville gift card, we will uh, get it in your hands. Give us a call right now, 416-360-0740, 1-866-740-4740. A $25 Pizzaville gift card, we will mail it to you, get it in your hands. Once again, 416 360 one 740 We're going to break. We'll be right back after the break with Sean Clement. It was a rainy day when Pizzaville asked, Do you want to meet the hot Hawaiian of your dreams? This hot Hawaiian is slathered in bacon, red onion, spicy sausage, pineapple and hot banana peppers. A medium thin crust is just $12.99. One bite and you'll say, Lou, wow! You might even get a lay on the beach. Call Pizzaville at pound 3636 on your cell phone. CBLTickets.com is how you get your family up close and in the action. Canada is the new home for up-and-coming basketball talent. Good players, great basketball, 
international rules. Watch the Canadian Basketball League and make an exciting sports night for the whole family that won't break the bank. Go to cbltickets.com and purchase tickets starting as low as $15.50. cbltickets.com. Give the gift of basketball. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal? Yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. This is Daryl Sittler for Alta Infinity and Vaughn. I've worked with some pretty great teams over the years, and the staff at Alta ranks among the very best. Expert sales, superior service, and the largest selection of Infinity cars and SUVs in Canada, and the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's no wonder that Alta has been an all-star performer for well over a decade. Visit AltaInfinityWoodbridge.com, or better yet, drop by the number 7 Auto Mall at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Experience the difference that makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. The only thing I love more than sports is sports radio. Take it away, boys. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio. Good morning and welcome back to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. We are live from Liberty Village in downtown Toronto. And uh, in the house this morning with us, Sean Clement. But just uh, just before I get to you, Sean, I just want to make a special announcement. There was a special gentleman that was uh, in studio with us a few weeks back, Mike Wilson, of course. You might remember him as the ultimate Leafs fan. Mike has the greatest collection of Leafs memorabilia in the world. He's got a fantastic collection. You can check him out at www.ultimateleafsfan.com. Uh, but Mike is a very unselfish gentleman, and he uses his collection for a lot of great, great fundraising events. And he's got a great event coming up this Wednesday that we're, we're pleased to assist in whatever way we can. So we just want to announce it. Uh, Mike is uh, holding his uh, collection open uh, for, uh, he's having an event at his home so everybody can see the collection. And wow. all he's asking for is some help. He's asking for some help to help out a special young girl. Her name is Madison Ambos. She's a three-year-old Pickering girl who has cerebral palsy and relies on a walker to get around. Um, sorry, but these, these, these kind of things just choke me up. Uh, but uh, she's not able to obtain medical treatment in Ontario. She has to go to St. Louis to obtain her medical treatment. Wow. And, of course, all of those costs are not covered by OHIP. So we're, uh, Mike has uh, generously donated his time and his collection to try and help in defraying those costs to get this special young girl the treatment. So he's holding a Madison Skates Ahead fundraiser February 8th in his home. Tickets are $300 a person. And in exchange for that, you get to see this incredible collection of Toronto Maple Leafs memorabilia. If you're interested at all and you want to see the collection and you want to donate to this great cause, you can call Madison's, uh, you can call the parents at 416-691-7110 or uh, just go to the ultimateleafsfan.com website, check out Mike, send him a message and he'll give you all the details. Mike, uh, if you're listening, you're doing some great work, my friend, and we wish you all the best and you get this special young girl all the treatment she needs and that she deserves. 
Thank you very much. Sean Clement, one of the world's great golf teachers. We've got something incredibly special today, Sean. We're doing it for the first time. We're taking advantage of your social media expertise, your technological savvy. Please explain to our listeners what's going on at the present time. Well, the, um, we're, we're starting to take uh, advantage of Facebook Live, and uh, we're, we're trying to get into a rhythm here where we can do it every week. Uh, we pick the Thursdays around noon time, between noon and 2 o'clock, because we've got listeners from all over the world. Um, I know a lot of people in you know, Europe are going to be okay uh, with this show. It might be a little bit problematic with the West Coast people. They're still in bed. So it's, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to pick some opportune times, and uh, we're using social media. We, it, was, uh, it was a lot of fun using it uh, down at the PGA show. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll be organized uh, to do it in the future. I want to catch up with you a little bit. You are one of the world's great golf teachers. Uh, you've got a fantastic website, wisdomingolf.com. Uh, YouTube channel, some of the best material you will find anywhere. I don't know. You up to you're over thirty million now, or yeah, getting we're, pretty close. Yeah, we're we're right on thirty million, sixty five thousand asta- subscribers. Astounding numbers. You're on Instagram. Yeah, and you're on Facebook Live. So if you're listening out there, uh, you want to see us on video, or you want to see Sean on video, he's going to show us every now and then. There you go. There you go. Facebook Live. <laughs> uh, Wisdom in golf. At Facebook and the Nazawali show. It's the first time for our show. We're actually live on video. Fantastic yeah, stuff. What's really cool is that even though people, you know, if they miss this, uh, this particular, you know, live show, it automatically goes in as a video on Facebook and people will get to catch up with it after. Anyways, uh, we want to uh, catch up with some of the hot stories in the golf world. We haven't chatted with you for a while. I know you've been all around the world teaching golf in all kinds of different places. Uh, but the one golf story that just does not go away. And it just shows you the, the hold he has on the imagination of golf fans. Yeah. Of course, we're talking about the one and only Tiger Woods. Uh, Tiger took a lot of time off, uh, didn't have a uh, miss the cut at Torrey, yeah. and did not have a great result this week in Dubai. His yeah. back went into spasm. And I'll be quite frank with you, uh, Sean, and I posted it on Facebook yesterday. In June of 2015, I posted watching Tiger Woods play Chambers Bay when I saw him top a three-wood hmm. off the tee. And I said, it's time for him to retire. It's 18 months later. Um, has anything changed? Is there any reason I should be changing my opinion? Well, if he keeps going the same way, uh, I don't think it looks very good. Um, now, I, I want to get into, and I'm sorry to interrupt, you are a, uh, a graduate of a kinesiology degree, uh, or you have, a, you have a background in kinesiology. Well, no. My, my, where I got my anatomy was at the good old-fashioned Canadian Ski Patrol. Okay, and fair enough. I continued. But you are to, a student of kinesiology because yes, I know you got Scully. I know you got absolutely. all the, the skeletons and, and the day. bones and everything else. And you tweeted. And if people want to find you on, on Twitter, yeah. it's at Wisdom and Golf as well. Yes. And you tweeted and you're showing that Tiger is not swinging the right way and based on his swing, he yeah. cannot stay injury-free. 
Explain that to us. Well, what, what's, what's going on right now is you'll see, you know, according to eyewitness accounts, and many of them have noticed this, uh, when he's practicing, he's swinging nice and smooth, and he's getting into a nice rhythm, and uh, he's keeping the, the, the strain level pretty low. And then he gets on the first tee, and it's like it's, it's three times the intensity. Uh, that first tee shot he hit was a big snap hook to the left, and, and everybody was just, you know, dumbfounded at at the level of strain that he was using. So it tells me that first and foremost, he's not aware at how hard he's swinging, number one. And that is a recipe for disaster. How can he, you know, but Sean, how can he not be aware of how hard he's swinging with all, with all of the advisors that he's got? Well, it's, it's really simple. Everybody is still in body part mode. If you're focused on where your body parts are, you have no idea what you're actually doing physically when you're hitting but your shot. But with the access to all the information he has, is there doctors, trainers, well, therapists, is there not anybody telling him, my, my friend Tiger, if you want to continue to play for another 10 years, you can't swing like this? Well, obviously they're telling him that. He's just getting the wrong info. He's got to come to see us. Oh, he's got to see Sean Absolutely. Yeah. Now, here's, here's one thing that we keep a pulse on with all our students. Yesterday, you know, I see 24 people every Saturday. Uh, we see over 80 people a week in the wintertime. And, and just, I want to put a little yeah. plug for you. That's at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Yeah. At, yeah. Uh, at Bathurst and Highway 7 in That's Richmond it. Hill. Yeah. Okay. So... After every student hits a shot, they have to make the observation. We run the numbers. The numbers are, on a scale of 1 to 10, if 10 was the most strain that you could exert, which means you would pop a rib or, you know, sprain your back, what was your strain level? And the strain level should basically be at about 3 out of 10. To get a velocity of 7 or 8 out of 10 in club head speed. So you want to maximize the level of, of you know, uh, velocity, compression that you get out of the ball. But you don't want to strain. You know, you don't want to do it at the expense of strain. And, and so if Tiger's getting on the first tee and, and swinging out of his shoes and snap hooking the ball, he obviously is not making those observations. He feels the need to strain in order to get the power. And that's what the brain says. The brain says, well, if I'm not straining, I'm not getting any power. And, and you just can't do that. There is a, another way of doing it, and that's, you know, where we encourage our students. It's, a, it's all about finishing the backswing. Sean, it seems like we have a lot of back injuries in golf. Yeah. And uh, do you teach your students how to prevent Absolutely. any injury from Absolutely. back? Absolutely. Like, I'm, I'm finding that every, thing, every time I hear it's golf injury, it's the back. It's always the back. Yep. And it's really simple. So if you look at, you know, 30 years ago when video analysis hit the scene, everybody became a nip and tucker, right? So, oh, you got all this excess range of motion going on. There's so much, you know, you, you might make a mistake. So they started pointing out that, hey, we're defective and we need fixing. And the, the smaller the range of motion is, the better. So, so it actually started really destroying the ability to swing the golf club when you're, you're busy thinking about all these body parts especially if you're trying to resist. So imagine, and you, you saw it in that video on, on Facebook, if you block the lower body and you try to coil the upper body against it, you're massively straining the body into the backswing. Now, you guys have seen a lot of baseball pitchers, right? Yeah. Have you seen any baseball pitchers strain in the backswing as they're gathering the pitch? Isn't the body... That'd be crazy. Wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, right? absolutely. So yeah. a batter getting ready to hit a baseball in the box. Do you see any tension in that body whatsoever? Yeah, but that's the, that's the fallacy of, of most, and, uh, and I, w I wouldn't say 
all golf teachers. And, 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 and you know, and the guy that the guy that I thought I choose my words carefully, the guy that I thought that I wouldn't say ruined golf teaching, but put put golf teaching off the rails. There's two guys and, and you can comment on this, Sean, David Ledbetter yes. and Jim McLean. Yes. OK. Uh, Ledbetter, supposedly one of the great golf teachers of all time. He built his reputation on Nick Faldo. Yes. Okay. And what did he teach Nick Faldo? He, 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 Nick Faldo, you know, was very successful under David Ledbetter because he could practice seven hours a day, you know, for 18 months to completely rebuild his swing. That doesn't work for amateurs. We don't have the time for that. Well, time right? had five. So everybody coaches, tried to. Everybody bought Ledbetter's books, and it was a disaster for a lot of people. Yes. Uh, Jim McLean, the X Factor. Yes. Okay. I don't know how many back injuries that caused, but the whole concept of resisting with your hips against your back. Yeah. You, you you turned your back into a corkscrew. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And you know, and it's and it's just recently, I would say, and you know, you're you've been on the vanguard of this for years because you yeah. know we've known each other for a while, well now. over twenty years. Uh, Brando Shambly, and I know you're yes. you're you're Brando's sole brother, and uh, we lo- I love his book, you love his book, but yes. you were you, you know Brando was teaching all this stuff in the last year, two years, and you know he's an incredible golf mind too. But you've been talking about this stuff for twenty years. Yes. Okay. And and Brando Shambly, you know, you know, and and I know you, that you talked to him. You were down at the PGA yes, show in had, Orlando. Had a great conversation. And you talked to Brando Shambly, yes. and we had him on the show here. I yes. can't remember, maybe a year ago, and we talked about his fantastic book, The Anatomy of Greatness, yeah. which uh, I, I won't say he stole your ideas, but he's got you know the same ideas you do. Well, all he had to do was but look. tell me, tell me about your conversation with Brando when you hooked up with him down well, at the PGA show. He is such an encyclopedia. I mean, if you watch, there's a, there's a video, a five minute clip of a video we did we did during that conversation and he's talking about uh, jimmy thompson and, and all the great swingers of the past and that's what you really had to do you had to go before the video era and and look at the at the great swings that were all built on instinct and if you look at bubba watson and you flip him right-handed you watch his backswing it looks identical to jack nicholas's backswing which he was a student of you, you read it in the book so he's noticing the body parts like everybody else is but I came to the same conclusions studying anatomy. I said, okay, if you're going to teach the game of golf with, with that, without destroying your anatomy and respecting the anatomy, where do you go? And so I used that as a grid to, de- to decipher the good from the not so good. And when I looked at Ledbetter, I said, well, that can't work because it doesn't fit with the human body. Same with McLean. So I went back in time some more, and then I saw Bobby Jones, and I said, wow, there it is. And then I went along that line, and I came to the same conclusions as Brandel Chambly. You know, I don't remember in the old era of golfers many, many injuries at all. And uh, ever well, since, I mean, these know, guys I, used to drive their cars to the next event, stay in cheap <laughs> motels. Yeah. You know, no, and, and they weren't athletes. These yeah. guys had paunches, and they yeah, had Julius Burroughs and Mo Norman. Lee these Trevino. guys were beer guzzling guys on Friday nights having a good time. They weren't they weren't hitting the gym every day. You know the amazing part of you raise a fantastic point Naz is uh you know these guys are hitting the gym. They're they you know you look at Tiger's you know uh, you know oh, yeah. you look at Tiger's body today. I I was watching him I was, I was researching a bit about his his tournament over in Dubai. Yeah. And they showed pictures of him today. Yeah. And I'm saying, my God, he, he looks like he, you know, we should send him down to Vince McMahon. He should be in the in the WWE. Yeah. I mean, he's bulked up. Yes. I mean, his he looks like Hulk Hogan. He doesn't look like, you know, well, I mean, the muscles are. They feel. It, he's got a completely different 
Well, they. I mean, remember when he came out when he was seventeen, eight years yep. old? He was a wire. He was a wire, and he hit and the he ball was hitting further. the ball further back That's right. then. That's right. Now he's he's which, he's. Which my observation, you look at his, his backswing at age fifteen. You look at Rory McIlroy's backswing at age nine. They had this beautiful big hip turn. They gathered their backswings, and they had everything they needed to whip the snot out of that golf club in an effortless manner. So when you're you're loading up the body, so if you look at that baseball pitcher again, notice there's a very specific kinetic chain. When that baseball pitcher plants that front foot, it becomes a slingshot. And so the body tones up. So imagine if you, you take that body and you strain it to heck in the yeah. backswing, and then you add the kinetic chain, well, there's, there's where the breakdowns occur. I want to go back to Naz's point, and maybe if you want to follow up on it, Naz. Um, and he, he, a very valuable point. In the old days, those guys didn't get injured the way they do now. Correct. So why are they getting injured now? Well, because of that resistance in the backswing, uh, they feel the need to train. And you look at Rory had problems with his, he had two strained facet joints, ligaments in his facets ar around his lower spine in his teens. So, you know, if you, and if you look at, you know, you go back in time and you look at Sam Snee or Tom Watson could be, here. Tom Watson could be a poster boy for what we do. 40 years, he had four, uh, he had four times he had to pull out. Craig, Craig Stadler. <laughs> I mean, look, uh, look, we laugh, right? I, Craig I, I caddied for Craig Stadler one time up at the Board of Trade. Come on. I spent an afternoon with Craig Stadler. That's awesome. A lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. He's a good guy? It's, yeah, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> Here's a guy who's never in shape, and uh, he never missed That's, a week. Yeah. Exactly. None of those. But, uh, and, and I want to move on into some other areas of golf, uh, and uh, but on this whole issue of swing and injury. Yeah. And um, I find, and correct me if I'm wrong, Sean, uh, and maybe if you can identify the one part that change that the one part of the golf swing that for years and years in the in the modern area that people got away from and I think personally contributes to a lot of the injuries is this this fixation of keeping if you're a right-handed golfer keeping your left foot on the ground right yeah because instead because that's just not natural well, it's, it's not natural. You're trying to wind up and yes. you're resisting by trying to keep your left foot on the ground instead of letting it naturally do what it naturally does, yes. which is roll up. Well, it's again, it's uh, be careful. Watch out. You may make a mistake, you know, and, and we're completely of the different opinion. You come to the Richmond Hill Golf Club, you'll walk out of there after your first lesson and you'll realize, wow, I'm really capable. If you've got two arms, two legs, and you're insurable... You, you have everything you need. You're, you're already successful. You're already brilliant. Whereas the golf industry is going to put you on video and, 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 you know, dissect you to the nines and show you how defective you are. And, and I think that's just plain wrong. Tiger. Well, you know, the, the, you know, the amount of fixation on his golf swing and on his recovery is incredible. Uh, and I don't want to get off, like I said, move on from the topic. But uh, we'll leave it off Tiger this way. Yeah. He may figure it out physically. Yeah. What's it take to figure it out mentally? Well, it's it's having a routine where, okay, so number one, you have enough backswing that you can whip the club effortlessly. So he needs to really deliver a lot of power in his swing. That's that's well within him. And then he just he just needs to get down to what 
focus. What's the proper focus? He likes to hit shots, but he's thinking about what he's doing to hit the shot. And, and there's a way to deliver without having to think. And once you get in, once you lock into that kind of playing, where you just look and it's like, I remember last time I was with Pete Sampras. I asked him, I said, how do you hold the racket when you're doing a topspin forehand? And he says, I don't know, I just Doesn't do think it. think about it. Exactly. So he needs to get into that state where, I don't know, I just do it. I just, there's the target and I go. And if you have to think about how you're going to do that, it's, you, can't, you can't play that way. And we're talking to Sean Clement. Sean, if, uh, if you're listening to the Nazawali Sports Hour, you've heard him on our show. We call him our golf guru. Uh, Sean, of course, you can find him at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center in Richmond Hill. Sir. Uh, you can find him at Wisdom in Golf on the Internet, one of the great golf websites. You want to see some fantastic learning material? Sean Clement on YouTube. You're on Instagram, you're on Twitter, you're everywhere, Sean. Well, you know, we're trying. We got, you know, we got to get the word out. And uh, to this morning, we're on Facebook Live. If uh, you want to see us live, Sean Clement, uh, go go to Facebook in the search field, type in Wisdom and Golf, and our show is live on Facebook this morning. And uh, thanks for hooking us up that way, Sean. Well, uh, the state of the golf industry. Yes. Uh, I know you were down at the PGA show. Um, you know, you the reports from you. It was a fantastic show. I've heard that this uh, this particular PGA show maybe didn't maybe didn't have the buzz of some of the previous shows. But I'll let you okay. comment on that. But the state of the golf industry, yep. the sense, the sense that I'm getting, Sean, something I wouldn't say has gone wrong, mm. but the golf industry has taken a turn. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if this is a post-Tiger turn. I have no idea what it is, but l- l- let's look at the facts. Golf Town, yeah. the, the golf merchandiser, the golf retailer that basically took, all, took over golf retailing in Canada, yeah. had to file for court protection yeah. in September. Nike's out of the golf equipment business. Yes. Ben Hogan went chapter, whatever they go chapter, chapter down in the States. Yeah. Um, a lot of the other companies have cut back on their budgets. They've retrenched. Yes. Um, the the number of golf courses opening in the states is probably at an, there's more courses closing than opening in for a couple of years. This may not be a permanent trend. Uh, what's going on, Sean? I I just call it a factory reset. You know, it's um, uh, the, the, there are peaks and valleys in, in everywhere, and uh, basically golf is, is in a valley right now. Um, I don't think it's going anywhere because there's nothing more blissful than compressing a ball in the direction of your target and seeing it fly exactly where you want it to go. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just too addicting. Um, but there needs to definitely be a big reset in the teaching end of things. If people aren't having fun, they're going to quit, and, uh, and there's no reason for it. You know, it's, golf is actually a much easier game than people think. And so I'm doing my best uh, with my team uh, at Wisdom in Golf. And we got teachers uh, basically all over the U.S. now. I got, uh, we got the head professional at Ford's Colony, uh, Richard Rice, who teaches nothing but our, our stuff. We, we got, uh, you know, John Carroll down in Naples, Florida. We have uh, Dave DePula out in the, in the Palm Springs area. Uh, we got Edward out in Paris. You know, we got guys all over the place that are that are really hooking on to wisdom in golf. They really they really get it. Can I ask you a really blunt question? Because yeah. you're in, you're in the you're in the forefront. You're down in the trenches. You're you're teaching golf. You bet. In the neighborhood, in the community. Yes, sir. 
Um, I wouldn't trade the for the sense world. is that young people uh, aren't getting into golf perhaps the way my generation did or your generation did because yeah. they are way more time sensitive. You bet. Uh, is is that in fact the case? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, time is a lot more uh, uh, sensitive than it than it ever was. I mean, there's there's. With social media and, and the way we're going about our things, we have way less time to do it. I mean, you you feel it in your golf game, you know. If I and can, I'm an old guy, if I can get out once a week, you know, I'm lucky. So it's uh, you know that's yeah. time is of the essence. That's why I got a golf bike now. I just grab my bike, and put you know, and get go play a quick nine holes, come back and a golf bike. Yeah, what's a golf bike? Well, just check it out on my website. It's oh man, I'm going. Once what time's the show over? <laughs> <Are they? laughs> What time's the show over? I'm, I'm dropping by Bathurst and Highway 7 on my way home. One, one of Go our ahead, guests Ness. on a previous show, a golf guy, I can't remember who it was, Matt, uh, Matt Janella, Janella from the yeah. Golf Channel. Yeah. He's saying that the perfect course would be 12 holes now instead of 18. Well, what guess, do you think of that idea? Well, guess what? I just did a, a full review on, uh, on my website on YouTube. There's a 12-hole course here in, uh, in Pickering now. It's 12 holes, par 3, gorgeous, beautiful. You get in, you play an hour and a half, you're done, you know. Uh, and it doesn't do it for me, Sean. I, I've heard yeah, that. Yeah, well, I mean, from that, a purist you're, you're point of view, I've spent my whole life I trying mean, to I break 80. It. It was you're fun. not the typical So what I got to work, I gotta, now I got re, to reboot and I got to figure out how I'm going to break 54. I mean, 80 is such a magical number. It's like but the four-minute mile. Well, Wally, you have to look at the potential <laughs> golfer, though, and yeah. I think you got to look at that because 12 holes really is a perfect number because you can play in two hours that's it if you you want to play if, a team, if, you just... if golf is about time yes yeah but um well you got a front six and a back, a back six it's, if you want to play 18 you just it, play to me six. that's just to me that's not golf that's like going to the range for two hours or it's like it's practice it's it's a range session yes on the golf course right it's not real golf just oh. you can't measure yourself I'm not saying I mean, every course be uh, 18, uh, 12 No, no, holes, I get it. As, a, as an alternative. It's yeah. a different state of mind. That's it's, all it is. It's an alternative. Yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I get it. You'll never convince me. You'll never convince <laughs> okay, me. Okay, well, ne- when next time we get up and play together, we'll, ma- we'll make sure it's 18 holes. <laughs> Anyways. I'm all for that, uh, too. We got, we got a minute left, a uh, minute and a half left, and uh, just want to once again tell all our listeners, uh, it's Pizzaville special today. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Go to pizzaville.ca or... Um, pound three six three six. Uh, order more than twenty four dollars and you get ten free poppers. And get early for for this because the, they're going to be busy. Yeah, they're going to be busy. I'm told in the United States, eight million chicken wings and uh, some crazy <laughs> number of pizza. Woke up nervous this week. <laughs> crazy number for pizza. Yeah, so get a, to Pizzaville uh, early and often. Yeah, it's yeah. it's certainly been Su- fun. And uh, Super Bowl week in the chicken coop. Yeah. One uh, uh, in the last minute, Naz. Uh, let me uh, let me. Uh, I'll go to you first, Sean. I okay. know you, I don't know how much of an NFL fan are you are, but any prediction for today's game? Uh, it's got to be the Patriots. Any number? A number associated with that? I would say by ten. Okay, Naz. I'm going to go really the other way, and I I think it's going to be Atlanta 37, New England 25. I uh, I, I think p- Atlanta is that good. I pondered this question. I was debating back and forth, debating back and forth, and then when I pulled into uh, the parking lot this morning here, the Bee Gees came on the radio with Massachusetts. So it's going to be the Patriots, yeah. and it's going to be the Patriots by nine points. And sorry to all my Pittsburgh Steeler buddies that I'm going to have to sit through the game with you this tonight, but I think it's the Patriots. Sean? 
Guys, thanks so much. It's great to see you again. And that was thanks, a lot of fun. Uh, this was a lot of fun. Thanks for uh, putting us up live on Facebook and uh, and uh, tweeting about us. We really appreciate it. We'll get you back soon. Sounds great, guys. Naz, parting it. shots. Pizza, chicken poppers, Pizzaville. Let's go. <laughs> to all our listeners, have a fantastic week. We'll be back again next Sunday morning, same time. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.